0: Warning,
1: this is a satirical rugby podcast for degenerate gamblers, rugby fanatics, and anyone in between. If that sounds like you, you've come to the right place. If
0: you're easily offended, oh well, who cares, who knows, why bother? Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. changing the fall rugby season sadly is coming to a close uncle johnny and i have been on the airwaves in a while uh but we wanted to hop back
1: on today catch everybody up tell you what this weekend was a hot one in glendale colorado the hsbc women's (laughs) seven series started off in our backyard so it was an awesome uh weekend it was nice perfect weather 70s sunny uh and all the uh All the international teams had to be happy after they all showed up here a week earlier when there was snow on the ground. It's Colorado, baby. Things
0: turn around. Sometimes you get the weather you ask for, and it certainly was. Mid to high 60s, sunny. And uh, the U.S. on the first day had a rough go, but managed to advance on.
1: Shaky on Saturday, the U.S. comes back and finishes second to the dominant New Zealand Black Ferns, who were the class outfit of the entire tournament. Uh, They were... They were amazing to watch and we got to see the haka for their championship uh it was a lot it was pretty emotional so, yeah, i might have had some i might have to... teared up a little bit there you know <laughs> before
0: we get to sunday's finals um the tri club is usually available to everybody but because this was an official hsbc event uh vip status was involved and we did manage to get our hands on some tickets Didn't feel like I belonged a lot uh, when I was almost sick from eating hamburger sliders. I'm like, you don't belong here. Send yourself home. You don't deserve free drinks, but VIP status was a good touch in the Tri Club. It was a
1: nice touch. Thanks to Blast, one of the uh, sponsors of USA Rugby. They do fine wine and uh, got a little bit of a hookup. So it uh, it was a nice touch to a beautiful sunny day. But all
0: the big USA people were there. USA Rugby, big talk of big changes. Like, obviously, the the board's getting shuffled around, but everybody seems to be excited for turning the leaf over. As somebody who's just a good old-fashioned, dues-paying club rugby member, I really have no choice but to have faith in the powers that be. To turn our ship around, but there were a lot it of, seemed Sunday, there were good intentions in the crowd, and we we're moving moving towards
1: yeah, something. There were a lot of old heads uh, around uh, the Tri Club having some chats, having some serious chats. Gary, Gary <laughs> so Gold, serious. Gary Gold was in attendance. We had you know Kurt Weaver from USA Rugby. We had Steve Lewis, and, and we had a, a handful of other... Uh, influencers yes. movers and shakers oh, so much shaking how much shaking a lot of
0: moving saw a lot of handshakes a lot of quiet, mo- lots
1: of handshakes oh. i i shook a lot of
0: hands <laughs> i know
1: i know a guy i'll tell you yeah. what but it was a it was really a blast the quality of the rugby was amazing i just wish more people would have shown up this should be a great venue for a stop on on the tour because it's got great weather uh, mm-hmm. again it can be variable but the weather was perfect the venue is great the location in Colorado here is really attractive for people coming in from other countries because you get you get to play around a little bit in the mountains, do some sightseeing, um, and uh, really a great venue. I just we really need more attendance, but quality play wise, yeah, let's, let's give some shots. The U.S. has to be happy. Chris Brown, the new uh, newly named coach who was interim previously after Richie Walker, uh, he has to be happy because there were some questions about bleeding in some of the new faces and some re- of them. really young talent coming in so those young folks that did really well uh, Elena Olson, straight out of University of Michigan um, she showed pretty well uh, the the stalwarts Alev Kelter just all around solid she, Alev
0: Helter Skelter Kvelter <laughs> she <laughs> was a beast.
1: she was solid I mean she she did she she really links everything together she made all the right decisions she's strong in the tackle her restart her kicking is awesome and her restart's I don't know if you noticed that, but her restarts are amazing. And we should be taking a little bit more advantage of those because he, she's putting the ball up there right about 12 meters. And we that could, was a
0: high point of our men's team. And the right. year we, we placed fifth was we were at like a really, really high recovery rate. It's like an offensive weapon. Exactly. scoring the ball right. So back.
1: I see that as an opportunity. If we can train a little bit more on that, her restarts are amazing. Our leadership was solid. The co-captains – Nicole Heverlin and Lauren Doyle, they both played really solid all weekend. And the standout for the weekend for the U.S., Alona Mar out of Quinnipiac, she is electric. She is an absolute beast, and she even mentioned in, her, in one of her interviews that she thinks she had like maybe a little bit of an advantage because she, she's so like jacked. She, she's huge, and she thinks people don't expect her to be so fast. She is so fast, man. She just she, she scored. A fast Twitch. She scored the uh, second most tries, only the second most for the weekend because Portia Woodman is an absolute freak of nature, and uh, she really, for me, Alona Mar, it was her show, and um, the whole team for the U.S. played really well as a team, and she was the one that got to shine, and she took that opportunity. So, early season breakout player of. Uh, of, the of the series, of the I'm, the weekend, calling all, I'm calling it. I'm calling it already. Of H- now, of the HSBC Series, Alona Omar is coming out. Well, this is uh, Olympic
0: qualification year, so top four automatically advance. And uh, Chris Brown, you know, is on the record saying that's what they expect. They have the resources in the player pool to do it, right? Is that a realistic expectation? You've seen women's rugby. Kind of grow and recede over the years. At times, are we on the up? Are we top four? Should we expect to be top four?
1: Yeah, we just keep need to keep getting the the resources, the funding, the at least some level of equal staffing and resources for some of these tours because, you know, yeah, we we did it on home soil, which was actually great to see. But there's a lot of travel, um, and you know, these women, you know, have uh, have to be supported well so that they can be professional athletes on the same level as what some of these other countries do, like New Zealand and Australia, where they're full-time, you know, professional athletes paid well. They did a lot of, um, you know, in, in New Zealand and Australia recently in the news, they made sure to have equal pay uh, as a standard for their women's professionals in, in, on the 7 Series. So that's something we can aspire to. We're not quite there yet, but we really looked impressive, and... Uh, our neighbors up in Canada, cool. they Canada? looked impressive as well. Oh, so cool. with the bronze, I'll give them a shout. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty pretty fun to watch.
0: Yeah, you watched day two. Uh, we beat Australia in the quarters. Oh, man,
1: we crushed Australia. That was a statement. And was,
0: France in the semis just to fall again to the Kiwis,
1: right? Yeah, yeah black ferns were just absolute oh. class. They were just too much. Portia Woodman, too much. Tyler nathan wong my girl just creating kicking doing all the things she was slotting conversion from the sideline um, nathan so,
0: wong she'll never forget the yellow rose you gave her in san francisco i'll never forget it either the connection never to be lost
1: uh recaps on that jackie finland has some great coverage on the rugby breakdown from the weekend so go check that out she's the best in the biz
0: yeah and our men are right around the corner dubai We saw Ben Pinkelman in the crowd, fan favorite.
1: Perry Um, Baker was there this weekend. So so they're gearing up,
0: ready to go, ready to open up their Olympic qualification as well.
1: They should start well, too. I mean, the women started so well, getting 18 points. That's huge starting out the, the series. So the men have a goal to shoot for, which is start the series well, put yourself in a position to finish in that top four. Just do it! All right, so last time we recorded was the start
0: of the rugby championship, one of our favorite comps. And seven, eight weeks later, it's ended. New Zealand won in week five uh, on points. But, John, the final week showed us that anything can happen in Southern Hemisphere Rugby right now. Uh, In week four, South Africa won a huge game at New Zealand just to come back in the final week and play them to the teeth at home. New Zealand comes back last second, wins. Not to mention on the final week, Argentina opens up at home against Australia and Salta up five tries. They ran out. And they ran out of gas. Nico Sanchez got hurt in the first half, and Australia storms back potentially to save the job of their coach who caught flack and heat all season. Here's a soundbite after week two when they had just gotten thrashed by the Kiwis, and uh, you can just hear his mood.
1: Michael Checker.
0: Michael, um, the result won't um, relieve any pressure on the team or on you. How are you going to handle this next period? I don't know. With lots of pressure on you. In what way? Uh, Pressure on the team to win, pressure on you, you know, about your job. Georgina, if you are naive enough to think that I'm worried about myself here, then you don't know me at all. You've known me for a while now. The last person I'm thinking about is me. Right. I want Australia to play good rugby and be the best it can. So, if you think that I'm worrying about myself, then you've never known me.
1: If you so. don't know me by now. <laughs> Georgina, never, if you never, don't know ever, me, ever, you've never known me. Cheka just—he's—he's he's a savage in, yeah. the, in the interview room, but he—he's he, he's got his tuft,
0: you know, his little hair that he's holding to in the front. And Hooper every day in the interview room looks like he's wearing mascara, from all his bruises <laughs> on his eyes. So the Australians like—they took it in the teeth to start. They were down 0-2. Uh, they finally won a game at home against South Africa. I think they ended 3-3, uh, three three, which is not great by their standard. But John. Here's what I posed to you. Would any team, would any team at all, no matter how low they were playing according to the fan standard, fire a coach going into a World Cup qualification season? The timing seems nearly impossible. So,
1: like, that's only really, I hate to say it, but that's like a USA rugby thing to do just out of desperation because <laughs> they can't hold on to a coach. But uh, a top tier team, you know, you just can't, you, you almost really just can't afford it, especially with. The success, even Australia has higher standards than where they're playing right now, but you can't deny that there have been some successes in there, some signs that they could play up to potential, but they're they're still kind of fighting with it.
0: It's uh, it's tough, but last year, or last World Cup cycle, Cheka just got hot, and they're playing New Zealand for the final right there with a chance to right. win. So,
1: And he's a passionate coach, so he kind of runs hot, oh, right, Cheka or cold. Cheka leads from the front. Like, so it, he, he, could, uh, you know, he could catch fire, so to speak, and really lead them. I, from what I heard, and I didn't hear the halftime speech, but I heard that halftime speech when they were getting destroyed by Argentina that he absolutely just, like, Went ballistic and lit a fire under, and under the stuck. team. They came and out. They came 35 out. points. Yeah, that was um, amazing.
0: Australia, Argentina fell apart. Let's talk about them. They'll go two and four, but they certainly played the most uh, competitive games on a six game total scale that we've ever seen. So, uh, again, probably a, the front runner to win uh, or compete in the USA's Rugby World Cup pool, uh, them and England.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think they're they're another team, uh, the RGs, who can run hot or cold very much so. Uh, So if they peak at the right time, you know, look out. They could be right back in the top four like they were on the last World Cup.
0: They had some backs that just played so well um, against their win against South Africa, even in the New Zealand game. Del Guy, Ramiro, Moyano, Lionel Mappe all scored uh, a litter of tries. Um, But. Defense isn't exactly the RG's uh, forefront, you know. They'd win right. win some games, 45-36, and then they'd lose some games in the 40s as well. So
1: so what um, we have to compete against yeah. in our pool at the World Cup for the USA is really it's a tough road, right, with the RGs, with England, who has everything always to play for. Yeah, and the French. The French. Who the French and then, in the fuck up uh, And, then, World Cups, and then. then Tonga.
0: Let's go on to the two clearly alphas in the rugby championship. South Africa, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand won the tournament on points, uh, but South Africa's got to be happy right now where they stand with their player pool and their coach, Razi Erasmus. Razi. They really get up for
1: Razi. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's uh, got a lot of. He's got next some player
0: ready for the job. I think old enough to really grab their respect and and get his feet wet as a coach, but have that ferocity of the yeah. next player. Yeah, he's
1: got a little swag in him. As as little respect as Kutsia got got uh, and kind of got a chance, but escorted out kind of unceremoniously. Erasmus uh, has kind of some instant cred in the South African uh, press and in in the hearts and minds of South Africa. They they're so proud that if they're winning, if they have a chance to win, if they front up and play physical in your face rugby, their whole country gets around them. Yeah, and you saw the environment and that home game where they were try- holding the Kiwis to the
0: fire. Like, the crowd was going absolutely insane. Who are some of the guys you like going into these uh, November tests of the spring box?
1: Deontay is, uh, is great to watch. I think uh, Sia Khaleesi started playing even better as a leader from the front. And Andre Pollard, he can line oh, up a penalty kick from anywhere, like basically anywhere near the 50 or beyond the 50 and you get a penalty he's just he's crushing them so that's really important for them uh and he he gives them a front foot ball as well he kind of attacks the line which i I like to see that leaves the uh the reigning champs the kings they had a crack in their
0: armor um but they came back and won and hansen does not lose his cool like uh does in the interviews but here's just a dumb exchange from a reporter who tried to deliver him a compliment
1: Steve, I'm curious about the mood in here. Like, you've won by 20 points against a hard team. Some young guys have been
0: tested. That's surely valuable, but it's like a morgue. Like, do you sometimes feel you're on a hiding to nothing or do you set such high standards that anything other than, like, 30 or 40 points is is sombre? Like, how
1: would you describe it? Like, do you ever feel like you get the credit for having done a job well? Oh, you probably summed it up, you guys and us. Like, we we have huge expectations. I think there's... um, one of the things that's constant and the All Blacks, the external uh, expectations are massively high, uh, and as are the internal ones. So we expect to play well, and we expect to, you know, to win well, and, and even when we make changes like we have, uh, those expectations don't change. So I guess um, you know, people get a bit somber, I suppose. Thank you for <laughs> stating the obvious, though. I look forward to reading your positive comments. <laughs> I hope everyone else follows your cue.
0: So chummy, so chummy. They 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 take a lot of heat. Those coaches, but I mean, compared to the NFL coaches, whose lifespan here can be like less than a, uh, two years, I think those rugby guys put up with more of the same small town. Media, annoying questions. When is someone going to be back? When are they going to play? Every single day. So you got to have a a little fun attitude about it. But um, Good stuff from the Rugby Championship. Again, if you're new to rugby, it's probably the best comp to watch. Uh, All those teams will now go up to Europe and and play tests in November and test themselves up there. Um, But, Johnny, that's going to bring us to our closing segment this week. Uh, We're going to try out something new. It's one thing we know and one thing we don't know. And uh, with November coming up, one thing we know is the Eagles are going to have a much tougher time continuing the 2018 undefeated Gary Gold premier season. Uh, we got a much harder lineup, and three of our four games is on the road. Uh, we open up with the rugby weekend uh, against the Maori All Blacks at Soldier Field. Always a great weekend in Chicago.
1: Great uh, triple header, get around that.
0: Then uh, off to Europe, where we'll play in San Sebastián against Samoa on the 10th. Uh, Play Romania in their house uh, in Bucharest. And lastly, a really, really, really hard game to win against Ireland in Aviva on the 24th of November. It's going to be almost a month-long tour. Uh, That's four difficult games to win. One thing we don't know, however, is who will be playing Flyhat. A.J. McGinty unfortunately had to elect for surgery uh, after trying to rehab through a tough shoulder injury in the fall. And the Eagles will be without their star fly half uh, that led them to such success over the summer. John, what's going to happen? Do we have the backfill? Should we be concerned? Are our new guys going to get a whole lot of time and Gary Gold's going to try some new stuff?
1: Yeah, well, Will McGee really right now is the only technically listed fly half on the roster for our November series. So that that begs the question: is Will who is Will Hooley also kind of a backup ten because he can flex in that position from fullback? Um, how many reps is he getting? Are they work, looking at Dylan Audley? <laughs> Are they looking at Dylan Oddsley at all? Um, you know, and, and does he have the experience to to uh, slide in at that level? I think you really just target one game at a time at this stage we can't with the lineup that the maori all blacks are bringing we can beat them it's not going to be easy but they're they are definitely bleeding in i don't know if you saw their lineup but they're bleeding in like a a solid third side uh with the maori which uh, is kind of uh, unique but a lot of these guys are coming straight out of form uh from their club sides so I mean, that, that Mitre 10 Cup is the best club competition, that like provincial competition that there is. So uh, those guys will be in form. And then Samoa, got to get physical against them and, and then target winning in Bucharest against oh, Romania. We got to stick it to the Romanians, man. If,
0: we, we, uh, if we're going to be ranked in these mid-20s, we got to continually beat Romania, Canada, those cusp teams that we should expect to be. But it won't be an easy win on the road in their house.
1: So it's exciting to watch, and uh, we're all getting up for it. And then we got some MLR whispers. Whispers, whispers. Just hearing
0: whispers. What are some whispers you're hearing, whispers. John? We know this Atlanta team's happening very much through Tiger Rugby and its people.
1: Yeah, Paul Holmes was was there this weekend. He's That'll be a 2020 deal. Back in Atlanta. Uh, Boston announced that we basten, bro. Alex Magelby will be involved when, once day. he's done with his USA Rugby kind of responsibilities in 2019. and. Rooney has some good signings the I was just in Toronto and the Ontario arrows whispers yeah there were some whispers I was uh,
0: raised their voice <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was I was there at Balmy Beach Athletic Club and uh, right on the beach in Toronto and beautiful club lots of capped uh, Canadian players come through that club and there was some talk with some of the old heads there about how uh, People are getting around this Ontario franchise, and it's going to bring a lot of uh, talent that otherwise with with Canada, like the U.S., some of their best talent goes overseas to play. Yeah,
0: and uh, Rooney and Toronto, Ontario, will be the two confirmed playing next year. The new dogs at the dog park, you know, getting out there, getting off their leash, strutting their stuff. Um, I think Rooney's going to be a fucking powerhouse just because – New York has good people in charge, and they have an unlimited player pool. And
1: great recruiting, yeah.
0: Great recruiting. Um, But I'm just starting to notice in general on the club level, in colleges, and, and abroad, people will flood here to try and get on these teams and make these rosters. And even with the Eagle team that got named, John, can you guess who the two players are over 40 caps? On the Eagles? On our U.S. men's rosters. We only have two players. Cam Dolan came close at 37. But, like, yeah. my point is, we're so young on the Eagle pool as well. So, mm. some guys who are thinking about coming over right now from South Africa, from anywhere in the country, like, if I can make just a little money in the MLR, I can become nationalized in the U.S. and eventually play for this Eagle team. Right. That's the rule three, to five chance. years, you know, of, of residency before you can get selected.
1: I'd say Blaine Scully, a veteran, he was probably up there. 40 caps. 40 caps for Scully yeah. and uh, uh, probably a prop like Eric Eric Fry. Oh, yeah. Blonde yeah. hair
0: and all, 44 caps. Those are the most experienced guys on our team. I mean, it's crazy. Olive Khalifi, 24 caps. TT, 23 caps. Samu Manoa, I can't believe that guy only has 21 caps. See, right. He started playing successful club rugby to the point where they're holding him out. They're the holding him, answer, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So, Oh, well, I like our chances, John. It's not going to be easy, but um, November test around the corner. Dubai is around the corner. A lot of friends of ours potentially sneaking into this uh, USA 7's roster because it's going to be a different look um, this year expected
1: yep stay stay tuned we may have some uh, stops on the tour in far-flung places uh coming up in this
0: season AJ mcginty heal up i know it's hard to basically get pressured by your club to uh, no don't get surgery rehab and play professional level of you at the same time but uh that's a difficult thing for any pro athlete to do to try and fight through injury so get surgery get healthy be back for world cup john any last words
1: get out the boat Vote. Pick him. Up a little bit there, you know, <laughs> got a little bit of a hookup, so it was a nice, uh, it was a nice touch to a beautiful sunny day. Movers and shakers. So much shaking. How much shaking? A lot of moving. Saw a lot of handshakes. A lot of, lots of handshakes. Uh, I I (laughs) shook a lot of hands. I know. I know a guy. I'll tell you what.
0: Helter Skelter, Cavell.
1: Is going to be pretty important for the Eagles, and uh, we're coming right into the uh, November Test Series. So Ooh, I want to tease a little more, and Tease a little, a little more. more, a little more, a little more.
0: Razzie Erasmus, Rossi, they really get up for Rossi,
1: yeah.
0: do you sometimes feel you're on a hiding to nothing or do you set such high standards that anything other than like 30 or 40 points is is sombre? Like, how would you describe it? Like, do you ever feel like you get the credit for having done a job well? Like, 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 like... We want to hear from the listeners. If you have a funny prop bet, a great story from a drink up or tour, or just a cheeky quip, call 970-645-6222 and leave a voicemail. If the audio is good, we'll use it in next week's Pick'Em. Again, 970-645-6222.